Welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. We're doing a mashup today. It's myself and Jamie Bilorski. Uh, we are one Fleet Geek short. We are short, Mike, but we're going to be doing a mashup for both the Fleet Geeks podcast and for my half dozen things. Uh, welcome, Jamie. Jamie is a senior health and safety consultant for Flagship Partners, been with us six months. Uh, absolutely brilliant at what he does. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll give you a bit of an opportunity to introduce yourself, Jamie. Tell people about your background in the fleet and transport sector mate well good morning Pete and uh, yeah so yeah I've been been in the industry since I left school uh, but I'll go way back before that actually I actually started as a, uh, a bit of a trainee mechanic I had a Saturday job in a garage Saturday mornings when I was probably 15 so that sort of got me into the uh, you've always loved it mate yeah yeah <laughs> actually yeah my uh, friends were out doing paper rounds all week but I actually went and done something I enjoyed Saturday mornings only four hours uh, and from there, I obviously wanted to stay in uh, mechanicing and uh, fit in that sort of environment. So I looked to get myself an apprenticeship. Nice. Uh, got myself an apprenticeship in a HGV heavy vehicle workshop um, for for a company, Hanson, Hanson Building Products, what it was called at the time. Absolutely love that. Um, mm-hmm. Qualified, uh, got to technician level in there. So that that sort of got my uh, interest in the in the haulage sector, really. Um, yeah. Dealing with drivers as they come in, you know, the the whole atmosphere around it. Um, good environment working in a workshop as well, Pete. I know you've had a bit of a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love working in a workshop, mate. A lot of banter. Yeah, a lot of banter. It was uh, and to fair at the time, I thought, oh, this is a job for life in here because it was a re- really good environment to work mm. in. But mm. unfortunately, all good things come to an end. That that sort of uh, that sort of uh, area of my life closed when we got made redundant. Yeah. Uh, they, the uh, operator I was working with uh, closed their workshop. A big mistake in my opinion, I always think uh, sometimes in-house yeah. uh, facilities can really help you. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I then did uh, two hours working for a private, uh, t- two years, sorry, working for a private company. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, looking after the vehicles we'd already looked after, so they they came in. Um, and I got a bit cab happy, you know, taking trucks for MOT, road tests. I was doing a bit of uh, weekend work, delivering for various companies Tesco TNT at the time of course and, stuff. and you were definitely recording all of your other work on your I was, card, weren't you, mate? I yeah? was yeah <laughs> to be fair that, that's <laughs> on analog taco back then when I was when I was doing that actually oh, fucking hell mate showing your age yeah now. I am yeah yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it's great I, I find it strange when we do CPC courses we I talk and there's people older than me never used it analog taco I'm thinking perhaps perhaps it's me that's old actually <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah, man. shocking. But um, yeah, so uh, used to do that. Like I say, real cab happy. Uh, an opportunity to come up came up to work um, back with Hanson as a driver. They got their fleet back. Uh, so I went. Yeah, I went driving for just under seven years. Class one delivering building materials around the UK. Nice. Loved it. I, I didn't realise how much I liked my own company actually when I went lorry driving. It was uh, nice. Quite enjoyable, but I just just wanted something more so um, while I was doing that I put myself through a home study um, CPC transport manager CPC yep so every time I stopped got the books out bit of revision um, yeah and passed that and my, my actual aim goal was to have my own truck um, mm-hmm. but at the time my uh, my daughter was young and mm-hmm. 
yeah, when I when I priced it all up, it scared me a little bit. I'll be honest. Yeah, got yeah. You were you going to go for Bilorsky Haulage and then realise no one would be able to spell it. Yeah, that would be the yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. It. I never thought of the name. Yeah, never thought of the name. But yeah, it was uh, the the pricing and you know that's why I sympathise with Haulage now. The costs are astronomical at times, aren't they? You wouldn't want to start out now, would you? You it, just wouldn't want to start out. Well, even worse now with the fuel prices the way they are. Mm. But yeah, everything's going up, isn't it? But yeah. but yeah, the. Uh, People are reluctant to pay the rates. Yeah, compliance has never been tougher. And well, to Very be true. fair, to be fair, and I know you're sort of uh, you're nearly sort of up to date now, aren't you? Are you well, you the transport manager, didn't you? And then yeah. and then and then what else were you up to, mate? Sorry. So yeah, I uh, went as a transport manager after that. Uh, got the opportunity to do that, which I absolutely loved. And then a transport compliance manager for the group. Mm-hmm. Um, who I was with. How many vehicles was that for the group? We had 156 vehicles at the time. Nice. And uh, yeah, probably 161 trailers, I think it was. Nice. Plus drivers, plus yeah, transport managers. Yeah, 180 drivers, plus five transport managers. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, yeah it was a big gig. It was uh, quite a tough gig. Mm-hmm. Um, as with every job in the transport sector, long hours and, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, yeah, tough decisions along the way. And then I, I joined Flagship Partners six months ago now as a like I yeah said. early September wasn't it yeah it was yeah which just flew by I'll be perfectly honest yeah. which I really enjoy this this is a totally different environment to what I'm used to and um, yeah it's good to see you see the good and bad practices as you go along and mm-hmm. people sometimes you know need that bit of help mm. uh, Similarly, sometimes you look at people's processes, don't you think, well, actually, I could share that with the next customer you go to, because that's, that's a fantastic idea. Definitely, definitely. I think that's one of the most rewarding things about what we do, is we see people have found lots of different ways to do stuff, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. And some of them some of them are, uh, are awful, and some of them are great, and some of them could do with some work, and some have the makings of a really good process, and you think, oh, with a bit of work, that could be fantastic. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, yeah, awesome, mate. So, you're well positioned then. I've asked you to come onto the podcast today, particularly... Uh, particularly for those half dozen things listeners so that firstly you could share your experience and secondly we could talk about the six key areas for top quality compliance performance uh, in the fleet sector so you've prepared six areas for me and uh, the first one's understanding your subject yeah. then understanding your people uh, don't be afraid to ask the difficult questions I'm looking forward to hearing more about that allow time solely for compliance and don't get distracted uh, keeping up to date with changes and then finally constantly reviewing and updating your processes um, so yeah absolutely fantastic mate so I'm looking forward to delving into these really uh, was it difficult finding six things or did you no. did you sort of find it quite easy? Yeah, I, did, I did it in about three minutes actually because I I just thought what what do I do and what do I you know what do how I do you approach it? Yeah, yeah. So we're getting a bit of an insight into how Jamie thinks in this podcast. So that's really good that you've that so naturally came up with those. So let's kick it off first. Then understanding your subject. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that. And I think this is the most important one of uh, out of all of it really. Okay. Uh, to give an example, I was with an operator not long after I started early. He had a driver, two weeks on the trot, he'd had insufficient daily rest. And mm-hmm. the operator actually said to me, look, he's had 11 hours off. I said, yeah, but in a 24-hour period, you know, he's worked more than 13 hours the day before. Even though he's had 11 hours off, mm-hmm. it still counts as insufficient daily rest. So things like that, understand your subject. You can't, you can't be compliant if you don't understand your subject. And you can't put things right if you don't understand your subject. It's, it's worth going away and, and, you know, if you're doing... For that example, driver's hours, actually read into it before you judge it and, and just understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no one knows everything. So if you mm-hmm. need to ask for advice as well, mm-hmm. you know, to someone help you understand your subject, I think it's really important that you can't make decisions based on guesswork. Can you? It's, you need to understand that, that decision. Um, 
I think that's one of the beauties of what the podcast does as well for people. Well, I hope I hope that the podcast does because it's something that they do for me, and that is that we might touch on something not particularly in a great deal of depth. For example, we've just done a recording on the third-party trailers. But what it does do is it alerts you to something that yeah. you may not have the knowledge that you need on, and then you've got an opportunity to go and do it. And if you expose yourself, not physically, but emotionally or intelligently, to uh, the different formats like Commercial Motor or even the Facebook groups, you start to pick up some of the challenges other people have and go... I don't really understand that. And then that's a yeah. trigger for you to go and dig deeper. Definitely. That's certainly how I've built my knowledge over time. Definitely, that, that is how you build it. You, you don't know everything straight away. Every day you learn something, don't you? Mm. And I think that's it's important to keep learning and keep keep trying to understand uh, the best way Definitely. to do Definitely, and sometimes you've got to learn from other people's mistakes as well, haven't you? Or, or learn from what's happening to them because you, in a certain operations, you'll only ever experience certain challenges and some operations have different challenges. So it's good to get that broad understanding, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I suppose that's the beauty of our job as well, isn't it? Because we get to see so many different, so many different fleets and different yeah. operations. Yeah, definitely. And they share their experiences with us, don't they? And that, like yeah. you say, it really helps. Okay, Brill. So the first one is around really understanding the subject. Yeah. Um, and I would say for people listening, uh, you know, if you're unsure of your subject or if you want to know more, then do have a listen to some of our other podcasts and that kind of thing. Because whilst you might not get all the answers, because we can't give all the answers because no. we don't know everything either. Uh, but what we do do is we do uh, talk about the challenges that people face. And uh, that should then alert you to the different things that you might need to be thinking about. Definitely, yeah. Okay, cool. So the second area was around understanding your people. Tell yeah. me a bit more about that, mate. So yeah, understand your people. You're gonna the people in your organisation. There's there's different uh, ways of looking at this. It may be a driver. You know, you have drivers. I always think there's three different types of drivers when it comes to tacos. Ones okay. that hardly ever get any infringements. Ones that the second group, sorry, they probably get the odd infringement every now and then. And then there's your third group of drivers. Is they, they keep getting it wrong. So understand your people. You, when you go into an operation, you soon work that out. Hang on mm -hmm. a minute, he keeps flagging up. So understand your people. Deal with those people first. You know, they're your high-risk drivers. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. At Flagship Partners, we take road safety really seriously. And we're your road safety partnership. We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC and other transport management services. So if your fours are credited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give Flagship Partners a call today. Not only drivers, though, it could be people in your transport office. You know, it's worth speaking to people in your transport office, making sure they understand what's required, mm -hmm. understand what's expected of them. You know, people don't know they're doing something wrong if they're not told at times. You know, people people can't guess that they're not doing something right. If you see see them doing something, you know, wrong, obviously speak to them. But you need to speak to them to work that out. Um, and that goes, you know, up and down. You know, if you if you if you transport manager above you or something, you know, speak to them, make sure they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, so understand your people as a whole, the whole group of people. Just make sure you know everyone knows what they're what's expected of them, basically. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually. A really good point around looking and seeing who is the highest risk uh, people and, and tackling them first, particularly around drivers, because 
not all drivers are equal and not have got equal experience. Yeah. They've they've all got different levels of experience. So certainly hunting down the ones that have got the biggest challenges are definitely uh, you can have the most impact most quickly and the, and they're your highest risk as well. Yeah. So um, you know why why spend time teaching the guys who never get infringements to suck eggs? Right? They they kind of know what they're doing. Um, so long as so long as they are consciously competent, uh, what I would say is sometimes uh, sometimes drivers don't get infringements because they don't bloody work hard enough to. No, <laughs> or, uh, or long uh, enough to. And I'd also <laughs> caveat that by if someone's getting no infringements, you need to look at that as well because there's probably there, you know that could be uh, there, yeah, there could, could be, be another issue with that side as well. But yeah. but yeah, it's, it's understanding your people. Someone did actually say to me, twenty percent of the people take eighty percent of your time in business. That's right. Uh, yeah. is, yeah, I love the old 80-20 rule. Love the old 80-20 yeah. rule, yeah. Yeah, 80% of our customers only take up 20% of our time and 20% of our customers take up 80% of our time. Uh, that's uh, It's always the way, and um, I'm sure uh, it's much the same for, for other people too. Okay, cool. And then, so from a from an office point of view as well, uh, it's interesting what you say. People people don't know they're doing something wrong until, until you tell them. And uh, all too often I hear... Uh, people shrugging their shoulders and going, "Well, that's the way it's always been," or oh, you know, yeah. yeah, and like um, you know, people people are sometimes unconsciously incompetent. They don't really realise what they're doing is wrong, and they've never been told any different because management standards aren't good enough. No, very true, yeah. And it sort of, that could lead us on to the next one. Don't don't be afraid to ask the difficult questions. Yeah, love that. Go it's, go with that, mate. Tell me more about that. Uh, uh, well, it's sort of touched on what you said there. It's not always the management are incompetent but perhaps they don't like conflict they don't mm-hmm. want to upset the apple cart mm-hmm. unfortunately if you, if you want to be compliant sometimes you have to you know you have, you have to ask the difficult questions and have the difficult discussions with people mm-hmm. they yeah. may not like it but it's, it's for the good of the business and i think it's, it's how you go about it as well definitely you know Some, sometimes compliance is in direct conflict with making money isn't it sometimes yeah. sometimes profitability and compliance are, uh and and, and any, anyone that says otherwise uh, I would I would challenge you because ultimately compliance does cost money. Some people see it as an investment, and that's the right way to do it because legally it's something you've got to do. So we have to accept that. And many people will go, "Oh well, it's an investment, and it makes us perform better, and then that makes us more profitable." And that's absolutely right. But if you're a startup business and you can get away without servicing your vehicles directly straight away, you're going to be making more profit. Although it's the thin end of the wedge, and it's not going to yeah, last it's forever. It's a short, it's a short, yeah, term. it's a short term sort of viewpoint, yeah. but. Um, longer term, I think uh, you know. Sometimes there can be a real conflict there between we can deal with that later. Let's go and make money now. Yeah, yeah. And it, like you said earlier, it's short-sighted. It mm. really is. Uh, and that's the beauty of us doing our job. We mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of the customers we go to. We, we don't have that operational pressure. Yeah. So we can be quite unbiased in our view. Is that is the way it's supposed to be done? We have no interest yeah. in the in the. Yeah. that side of it at times so and it's nice because we get paid to ask the difficult questions we do yeah we? yeah <laughs> yeah i think don't be afraid of conflict as well as long as it's done right definitely you know, yeah, not yeah personal and it's it's for, it's for business uh, reasons and it, it's done right I, I there's no reason there can be conflict it's, yeah i think i think i think that's really really true and valid there i think um you know, there's there's so much opportunity to come from conflict when it's done the right way. In fact, I've just downloaded a book. I'm looking forward to listening to it. It's called Radical Candor. Um, and candor is this American word around being honest and truthful and looking for the truth. And um, I'm looking forward to reading it because I think it will help, actually. It's about asking the difficult questions. It's about being open and honest about 
you know, having those bad breath conversations, I think. And they are needed in business, aren't they? Not just our, our sector, but in all sectors. And, they, you know, people naturally don't like conflict, unfortunately, no. do they? They don't no. want the angst between employees. But unfortunately, sometimes things need saying and Definitely. things need putting right. Definitely. Okay, so um, moving on to uh, the fourth area, uh, which is interesting. It's around that discipline of allowing time solely for compliance and not getting distracted, which it's very, very easy to do to sort of let go of that discipline, isn't it? It really is, yeah. If you're in a busy transport office and the world around you is falling apart, you know, customers' uh, deliveries are, are failing for whatever reason, maybe traffic, it may be that, the, uh, I don't know, there's, uh, there's hold-ups at the distribution centre, etc., you, you can get involved with that on a day-to-day -day basis and that becomes your sole aim to try and stop these problems happening because mm -hmm. they're the, the here and now yeah. and, that, and that can allow compliance to slip because compliance isn't always a here and now issue, is it? It's, it's something you can deal with at your own time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so always allow time. You know, uh, I used to, I used to, Monday mornings would be, for me, literally going through everyone's tacos and I'd always allow that Monday morning two hours in the mornings to go through everyone's tacos making sure these uh, you know and just plan them times in your diary even just to make yeah. sure I say right for these two hours I'm concentrating on tacos the next two hours we're going to look at maintenance you know not perhaps all on the same day because you're going to have these day to day issues that are coming up but but just make make time for it it's too easy to put that off because you've got like I said you've got your problems for the here and now which don't stop in transport do they it's, yeah. I always say with transport you start with a, a plan A Mm -hmm. you never finish at plan B during the day do you you manage your losses to probably plan definitely, D definitely and I think compliance is and I'll always say this compliance is the thin end of the wedge you know it just it's like a snowball the more you ignore it the bigger it gets yeah, the bigger definitely. the challenges are yeah. uh, so it's much better to do a little and often I think it's that discipline of a little and often. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like exercise, isn't it? You know, but once you've done it, you feel better about it, and you feel comfortable yeah. that you've you've done what you yeah. needed to do and had a look at because and it uh, does make your operation more efficient in the long term. Definitely, mm. these these problems are sorted. You know, you're not having to drive get drivers in so much if you're on top of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it actually saves you time in the long run. Yeah, it, that's, that's a really good way of putting it. It's like an investment, isn't it? It I really suppose. is. It's yeah. like an investment, and it snowballs the other way in that you do a little and often, and the snowballs going in the right direction rather than in the wrong direction and getting on top of you. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, mate. So the fifth area is around keeping up to date with changes. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Why is that relevant? What's so important about that? Well, we touched on it earlier. Really, um, things change. Don't they? We're learning every day for a start. Uh, things do change as well, you know. Uh, subscribe to things like the Moving On blog, etc. The, the Traffic Commissioner yeah, uh, okay. posts. Just just keep up with these changes in legislation. Yeah. Um, the so mobile phone you, law is, changed recently. Yes, yeah, so this is about CPD ongoing professional yeah. development. Yeah. Yeah, it's really really important that you don't stick on your laurels just keep keep moving with the times so it's quite a dynamic industry what we're in isn't it although it can feel old-fashioned at times it's quite a dynamic industry things are changing all the time it's forever evolving mate yeah is, absolutely yeah. and like you say the the mobile phone laws changed on friday i think a lot it caught a lot of people by surprise because they probably didn't fully understand what the mobile phone loan <laughs> mobile phone laws yeah. were um but yeah that changed uh highway code updated recently didn't it yeah um you know, there's uh, there's new O license uh, for international uh, over two yeah, and a half ton vehicles. Yeah. I still haven't got my head around that, to be honest. So I need to get my head around that yeah. and, and and what have you too. Yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll start getting phone calls on that. So. Mm. I'm surprised. To be fair, I'm surprised we haven't really. But uh, I guess we're so heavily impacted on on 
the HGV world at the moment, then um, there hasn't been much room for that to come no. through. But uh, yeah, I, I see that being a, a, a big thing. So yeah, CPD CPD is vitally important, isn't it? And it's it something is. something the traffic commissioner is looking for now as well. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. Uh, and also, you know, share it with your teams as well. If, if you if you get these bits of information, share them with your team. They they probably they've probably missed it. So and, and that can create good discussion, kind of, and how your business can move forward uh, with the new changes, like with the mobile phone you know change of policy for example yeah uh, and getting that distributed especially to the drivers yeah you don't yeah. want to drive it well i didn't know about it you don't want that that uh, instance definitely um so yeah always keep up to date with uh, with changes however there's so many ways of doing it as well like commercial motor without selling them too much but yeah. uh blogs um fleet geeks podcast etc we'll try and talk Absolutely. about get on the podcast yeah yeah, perfect. And the, and the Facebook groups are useful too as well, yeah, uh, obviously on social media. Okay, Brill, that rounds us off to the final one half dozen thing then about constantly reviewing and updating your processes. So tell me a bit more about that, mate. So yeah, always important. Uh, you do it for all other documents, don't you? You do it for a risk assessment. You'd always review and, uh, and assess a risk assessment, whether it be after an incident or, or time-based. Uh, and you should do that with all your policies and documents, in my opinion. Um, what was right three years ago probably isn't right now. You know, things, like we said, changed. There may be something in a policy that, that has changed and you, you all know about it, but you haven't changed the policy because you, you didn't think to look back at that. So always review and assess your policies. Uh, we're, we're, like I said earlier, we're in that beautiful position where we can go and see other people's best practice. So that can help us come back and review our own policies, what we what we do. Um, but yeah, it's always good. It's best practice, isn't it? Always, always moving forward, always trying to improve what you're doing. Uh, and the business business will benefit from that. So uh, yeah, yeah, always good to assess and review. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, the plan, do, check, act. Yeah, plan, do, uh, check, act. Yeah, it's all uh, all part of that process, isn't it? And making sure that you're on top of on top of everything, and that you know every time there's a shortfall, I think it's sort of having that scrutiny, isn't it? That every time there's like something that just goes slightly wrong or, or what have you, is there a hole in the process we're following? Yeah. Is there a hole in the policy? Do we need to just sort of patch that up a little bit? Do we need to review that and, uh, and 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 make sure it's right? Because every time someone doesn't understand something or or someone gets something wrong, that there's there's potentially an issue there. It might be your induction process isn't quite right. It might be some part of the training that isn't properly followed. Uh, so it's very important to make sure you review those things, it mate. Is. Isn't it? And also, I'll just add on to that. Another thing I like to do is uh, involve. You know, if it's a, pro- it's a process for a driver involve a driver in it as well you know you get them back an hour early two hours early ask them to go through it what you know what do you think with that They're, these guys are the people on the ground with the experience and the uh, the uh, the know-all really of that yeah and, perfect. Uh, yeah get them to, to help you out perfect mate brilliant thank you very much for sharing your insights today yeah, thank you for having me um really really appreciate it uh, i hope the listeners have found that useful uh if you have uh please do subscribe to the podcast uh please do like it please do share it uh we've got a facebook group called the fleet geek so please do join the facebook group connect with jamie on linkedin jamie bilorski or myself pete rushmer on linkedin and keep an eye out we've got some free networking coming up last wednesday of every month at 10 a.m we're going to be doing free networking and then additionally on top of that we're going to be offering a paid uh, membership 
for uh, what we call our peer-to-peer -peer networking. So that's going to be a fantastic opportunity and certainly help you uh, fulfil some of these half dozen things that Jamie's come up with here uh, around making sure that you keep up to date, making sure you ask the difficult questions, uh, making sure that you uh, are a subject matter expert as well because you're going to be with peers, other transport managers in different sectors who are going to be challenging you and keeping you accountable too. So uh, a really fantastic development opportunity. Jamie, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, Pete. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. You guys take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.